Luke Walton Talks Lakers is presented by Big Baller Brand. LeVar spoke Lonzo to the Lakers into existence, and now we're speaking this sponsorship into existence. Big Baller Brand, stay in your lane. Big Baller Brands is not affiliated with Luke Walton Talks Lakers, nor is Luke Theodore Walton, head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers, to be conflated with Luke Francis Walton, co-host of the show and member of the band Fond. This is Luke Walton Talks Lakers. I'm Jonathan Gilley, and joining us, as always, from our studio in Los Angeles, it's Luke, Coach Walton. What up, Coach? What's good, John? Dude, excited to chat with you quickly after the first regular season game. Absolutely. And let's dig way too deep into it like everyone else is on Twitter. Yes, hot takes after small sample sizes are our specialty. (laughs) I want to thank all of our followers, uh, specifically our uh, fans listening in Mongolia. Mongolia! Shout out to Mongolia. I love your barbecue. Please subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify, the new Google Podcast app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're digging the pod, please share it with your friends and throw us a five-star on iTunes and whatnot. And check us out on social media at www.LukeWaltonTalksLakers.com. Yeah, yeah. All right. In or out. This is actually going to be a little more long-form in or out today. So, Luke, we're jumping right in. Uh, Let's do it. I want to hear what you have to say about Kuz at center. Are you in or out still? I'm out. I'm out still. Still out. What? Yeah, what's the? You? What's the thinking there? Um, I think he's getting tired. I think that uh, we saw in his play one for seven from three. I believe. Yeah, he's like his, five of five of fifteen overall. Yeah, I think that he's kind of losing his legs, losing his rhythm. Uh, I think he should be playing ideally a uh, four or less. And I, I would even think he would excel if he was playing three or two, as weird as that sounds. Um, I am not liking this Kuz at center experience, uh, experiment, and I think that that's why we signed uh, Jonathan Williams, my boy, the my guy that I was... <laughs> your namesake. <laughs> um, you got to change your last name. They would really maybe, have a Maybe he going. has to change his last name. There you go. Yeah. You guys I got married. it first. I'm older than him. <laughs> um... Uh, so I, I think that the front office is kind of seeing that too. Like we, we need somebody to be able to fill in for some of those backup center minutes. And I think he might be able to do that at least in a pinch. Yeah, I think I, I'm with you. I, I, I didn't like what I saw, but I actually was surprised mm. with what I didn't like. Okay. Um, I, I kind of thought that he would have been better on offense and worse on defense than he was. Okay. So while he certainly did not have a great defensive showing, there were actually some moments, especially earlier in the game, where I was actually fairly impressed with that's true with how he was hanging in there. And mm-hmm. there was one particular moment; it was the first time that they played him at the. It was like the first time that they brought out Javale, mm-hmm. where Brandon slid over and they doubled, and it worked mm-hmm. perfectly. But mm-hmm. what I noticed was even if even if we have him playing at the five, I think that there needs to be another like strong man on the court with him at all times. Yeah. Right, because yeah. he was. I think that defensively, he was best in that role when someone like LeBron was out there, mm. who could slide over and help on a big guy. Yeah. But when we yeah. had a lineup without LeBron, like there was a time at one point we were playing Rondo and the young core. Yes. And Kuz just got destroyed. Yes, he did. Nurkic, Nurkic, and Zach Collins just owned him. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I know. Um, I know. He's got uh, one thing to Kuz's credit. Uh, I think he's gotten a lot better at guarding in ISO situations. He's staying in front of guys. He's moving his feet, using that athleticism. Um, so that that's cool to see. But I I think it tired him out. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think it did. And and obviously, it's early in the season, and his conditioning will shoot up as he keeps playing this many games. But well, and if if he's going to be playing down there, then he has to benefit from the efficiency gains you should see from getting to score right mm. around the basket. Sure. But if he's not going to be able to score efficiently around the basket, and we have him not playing at the perimeter where he's one of our best three-point shooters, mm-hmm. we're really kind of losing on both ends there. Yes. So I think we either need to see some pretty quick efficiency gains mm-hmm. from from some you know positional advantages, or that experiment needs to end. And it, it's tough because when you're a smaller defender guarding a five, you usually want to front that player. You don't want to kind of get on their back. But then that makes it more difficult to get a defensive rebound. Yeah. There are a lot of defensive rebounds uh, in this game um, that, that really put us in tough positions, especially when we're trying to grind back. We actually play some good defense, and then they get their offensive re- rebound. Yep. Yeah, they, um, they, got, they scored a ton of points off offensive rebounds as well. Mm-hmm. well it's, I mean, we had a really tough time rebounding, and obviously part of that is uh, size at the five. Yeah. Um, all right, next one. In or out, are you still in or out on KCP as our starting shooting guard? I mean, based on this very limited sample size, Josh Hart went on such a tear that I don't think anybody could say that guy shouldn't be our starting uh, shooting guard. Yeah, I, I mean, no, I'm, I'm with, I'm with you. There. I mean, so they've already announced the the starting lineup for tonight, and it's still KCP. Mm-hmm. I, I I get Coach Luke not wanting to overreact, mm-hmm. um, and 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 pull KCP. My biggest thing with KCP is like we're paying you twelve million dollars a year, yeah, to do to do two things really: to play good perimeter defense mm-hmm. and to be a good three point shooter. Right. He was neither of those things. No. I think he took one three point. I think he had one three point attempt, mm. and uh, he was like, he only took five five shots the whole game. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, four yeah. shots. Yeah, he's one four of three. Shots. One of three from two, and one of one on three point shots. So it's like he was out there for twenty seven minutes mm-hmm. and took four shots and got to the line two times. That that's just not something that's not acceptable out of our starting shooting guard. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Do you think that with playing a team like, okay, something, something to consider as well. Uh, uh, actually, no, let's get to your next point and then we can talk okay. about this. Okay. So are you in or out on the pace we played in game one? Um, I, yes, I'm in, but I think that it was kind of bizarre because of the matchup. So Portland, I don't know if people realize this was 30th in pace last year. <laughs> They were the slowest team because they're so efficient at the half court because yeah. they have guys that can that can score in ISO situations. And so it was a really weird pace matchup between the two of us. And they we made them play our game. We just didn't hit the threes and they did. Yes. So I think that in most situations, the, like we're not going to shoot, what did we shoot, 25%, 24% from three? Something yeah, we, we missed our first 17 attempts. Uh, absolutely insane. LeBron James uh, was 0%. I don't know if he finished that way, but for most of the game. So yeah, he made he was oh he was oh four. <laughs> I mean, we we can't we can't sit here and pretend like that sample size is going to apply to the entire regular season. This was a particularly bad game, and I think a lot of that is playing in their arena. Yeah, you know, Portland is really notoriously difficult to beat at home. 
So I, I think I think that we made them play our game. We didn't play theirs. And so I'm I'm in on the pace. Even though it was sloppy, even though there were a lot of turnovers, I I would rather force them to do what we do rather than vice versa. That's fair. I I think that I'm in on the pace for now. Okay. I don't think that we're gonna see this mm. as the season goes on. Interesting. Because because I don't think that like to me, this is manufacturing offense. Okay. This is like in football when your running back goes down, and so you start running short screens to manufacture a run game, basically. Yes. Right? We don't have developed sets yet because this mm-hmm. team is still finding its rhythm. Lonzo was out for most of training camp. Mm-hmm. Um, so even like in regards to improving our rebounding, co- coach basically said, we're going to ask the guys to like group rebound, basically. Yep. That's our strategy for improving our rebounding. It's that everyone needs to crash the boards, Uh you know? And so Uh I think to your point, had our shooting been, you know, even if it had been at last year's averages for all of these Mm -hmm. players, I think like we would have won this game. Yes. Right. Even if none of our players improved their three point shooting at all. And I think a big reason for that is we saw a lot of six point swings. Like yeah, a notable yes. one was Brandon Ingram in the fourth quarter. Yes. Hold up for open three, yep. missed it. And then I, I think it was McCollum went on the other end and hit yep. one. So 100%. six point swing that adds up real fast. The other thing though, is that I think that, I think you're right. The Moda Center is a, is a notoriously, you know, great crowd and difficult environment. Mm-hmm. I think the pace is part of the reason why we missed so many threes. Oh, interesting. We right. weren't like it was, these guys were flying, man. Like it was, yeah, it was were. a crazy game to watch. Uh huh. It was really fun because they were just like an out of control freight train every time they got the ball. Yeah. Like there were so many plays that ended in a player like not gauging their distance to the basket correctly and ending up like falling into the people on the other side of the baseline as they tried to like pass it out to someone <laughs> on the corner. Uh huh. Right. Like they were just flying. Yeah. Um. And so I think like. I think that pace is important, but they can't do it at the expense of getting their shots in rhythm. Yeah, absolutely. So I think maybe we, we should keep it high, but but a little more under control. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. we were kind of in that Julius Randle mindset. Yeah. Where you just, no. Yes, yes. Yeah, I get that. I get and, that. It, and, and to be honest, I think like it could have worked. I, I, yeah. I think we could have won that game. If, it almost did. It almost couple, did. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's talk about Ingram's game. Were you in mm-hmm. or out on Ingram's game? I was in defensively. Obviously, he had a really rough offensive night. I would have liked to see him close out the game, though. I, I thought that was kind of a weird lineup situation. Yeah, he was disappointed by that as well. I, mm-hmm. My biggest thing with him was like, where was he the whole first half of the game? I know. I know. He ghosts. He, he really does. He really does. And and the thing that one of the things we talked about a lot during the preseason was like that he was getting to the line sorry, when he got to the line at an elite level, yeah. we were impossible to beat, basically. Yeah. He totally. got to the line four times. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not going to cut it, right? Like, that, that's... Huh. It's he, just not. He needs to cut more. <laughs> I see what you did. I see what you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I think once he started getting more aggressive in the second half, it, it, yeah. it was a noticeable improvement. Mm-hmm. But he... Man... It, Guys are going to foul him. He's just so long. Exactly. Players are going to have no choice but to foul him in a lot of situations, and he needs to start taking better advantage of that. Absolutely. And he knows that. You know, you know that he knows that. It's just a matter of him actually getting out there and doing it. Yeah. And uh, you know, most of it, I think, is confidence. I think he'll be feeling more confident in front of the home crowd tonight. Um, and I'm really excited. I think that the pace is going to be insane tonight. 
I think you're right. Against the Rockets. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be a crazy game to watch. It's going to be hard for me because I'm going to be watching uh, Game 7 of uh, Dodgers. See where your loyalties really lie here, Luke. I know. It's going to be hard. <laughs> I'm going to have to switch back and forth. It'll be tough. Um, it, it'll, it'll be weird, too, because baseball is like one of the slowest sports. Like These games are like five yeah. and a half hours long. Yeah. And uh, switching in between that and Rockets at Lakers. Oh, my God. <laughs> One, have one of your eyes is going to be like more dilated on one side yes. than the other just from like all the light from everything uh-huh. moving uh-huh um yeah i mean i'm gonna hold my prediction which was that if ingram gets the line more than 10 times in a game mm. i think we're probably going to win 85 percent of those games and i would like what that would do to pace as well because if if we're having like if we're having the pace get us across half court and then making the right cut once we do that and then, then you, know, like you get fouled, you catch your breath, and you do yeah. it again. Yeah. That, that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a way to play fast, but also still like catch your breath, like you said. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. How about last one on In or Out? Mm. You sent me a link today about LeBron saying that he wants to play more minutes because he thinks he gets stronger when he plays more minutes. Are you in or out on letting LeBron play more minutes? What a, what a wild thing to say. Sound, <laughs> like... Like that's scary. I get stronger. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like. I think that what he played this game. What was it? Thirty-eight minutes. I don't have my notes in front of me. I think it was something like that. Uh, uh, this 30, I, thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Okay, that surprised me. I was like, okay, that's that's like career average, right about. So maybe he stays there. But if he's advocating for more, if the guy's wanting to play forty minutes a game, it's gonna be hard to tell him no. But you might have to, like the D'Antoni Kobe relationship. You know, you yeah. might have to protect him. I mean, it's really tough here because if anyone has earned the right to get to make decisions about their own body in this league, mm-hmm. it's him. Mm-hmm. Because, like, n- no one has taken care of themselves as well as LeBron James has. And, and so I think that's why I feel like such a strong desire to say, like, maybe we should just listen to him and, and let him tell us how he's feeling. Yes. But, this is why we have coaches. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's because, ego of, and, it, you know, he, yeah. of course he always wants to be in there. Mm-hmm. And we've seen this in final games with him too, where he said, I'm going to play the whole game. And then he's had to come out and get tired. So I, I do think, that, but the other, the other side of this is he, he, this could be a little bit of a mind game where he really wants to be in like the 35 to 40 range. Yes. And he's, he knows that if he's not asking for more, that maybe that, that he's going to start tending more towards the 35 side of things. Mm-hmm. And so he just, you know, he, he just kind of wants to keep the pressure on maybe. Yeah. And maybe this is an early in the season thing. Like maybe he wants to establish the team's identity and culture and needs to be on the court to do that. And you know that he's, <laughs> he's pulling his hair out. <laughs> he's sitting on the bench. I mean, if you saw the most recent episode of The Shop, he's like, I can't. I can't fuck around with my hair anymore. <laughs> he actually he actually said that. He's like, I don't have any more bad haircuts in me. I mess it up and this this just gone. Oh, that's too good. That's too um good. so how about those are some specifics. Can we just get some like kind of instant reactions, overall overall things from the game, any favorite moments, things like that? Dude, Lance Stevenson. Oh, yeah. oh my God, he's going to be so funny to watch. <laughs> so, I mean, even if we lose, there's always going to be a Lance moment. Yeah. Of just like, and, and it was funny because in the post game, uh, Coach Luke uh, said, 
that to Lance, when you get the ball and you're open, let it fly. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Like, oh, my God. What a dangerous thing to say to him. But uh, first reaction, yeah, he was really fun to watch. Um, obviously disappointed in most of the offense. Josh Hart blew my mind. I'm so excited about what his potential is. And also, we, were, we looked at that, uh, that matchup chart. Yeah. Really interesting visualization. And it was just really showing how much Josh Hart switches uh, and, and how important that can be from the two spot. It's really incredible. Yeah, I mean, he, he and Brandon were definitely the most yes. active in terms of switching on defense. Definitely. I think for me, one, one thing, I've been kind of giving McGee a lot of praise here, and I'm going to heap a little more on him. One thing that, that amazed me is his ability to close out from behind when he gets beat by a faster player. You're right. You're right. So there were a number of cases where, like, a, you know, a point guard or a smaller player would end up driving on him. Mm-hmm. They, would, they would beat him. They would be fully on the other side of his body and him turned around and he is so fast and so athletic and so long that he can recover and like block them from over the top of their shot yes and it's it's amazing to see because it's Mm -hmm. it's the type of thing where like i'm used to seeing mozgov in that situation and i'm like you might as well start running back to the other side of the court buddy Uh uh-huh absolutely But, but mcgee can can like react quickly enough and close out from behind it it that's pretty cool to see just because again we haven't had a player that athletic in this position mm-hmm. in a long time totally um, I'm, I, I'm really hoping that uh jonathan williams gets maybe some minutes in this game uh because i think that he has the potential to do that he's shorter i think he's six ten, six nine, um but he he's very athletic very has like a keen nose for the ball. And so on the second unit against smaller, smaller bigs, he might be, he may, he might be the exact kind of bully ball guy that you're saying would pair up well with Kuz. If they're both kind of guarding the bigs and they're kind of splitting four or five, um, he might take off enough defensive pressure to let Kuz do his offensive thing. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I I think at this point it's early in the season. Let's, let's try things. Totally. I was kind of frustrated. It was like, Hey man, throw in speed for a minute. Like, if we can't shoot threes, let's see what Svee could do. Yeah, I agree. I even, I mean, I, I would much rather see Svee than Beasley, but even Beasley, like, mm-hmm. when when freaking Sauce Castillo is in there, like, having a career night against us. Yeah. Like, all right, this is going to be a weird one. Yeah, let's see if one of our random guys can get hot, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that was frustrating. I, mm-hmm. I think the other thing that, it both frustrated me, but gave me a lot of hope. Okay. was the brief period of time that we were able to see the young core in LeBron. Yeah. They only played two minutes and 17 seconds together as a the five-man rest, unit. The rest had, like, Rondo in it. It was kind of weird. Yeah. There was, like, a lot of Rondo-Alonzo sets. I did not like that at all. Uh, yeah, actually, you're right. That was a kind of bizarre, bizarre two-man thing that, go, that was going on. Actually, KCP and Rondo were the two players that played the most minutes together also. Interesting. Um, which, that makes sense, though, because neither of them can switch. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess my, my frustration with that, though, is, is like we talked about, was just how like, not present KCP was in yeah. terms of like, being a shooter and trying to score. Totally. Um, that was totally. bizarre. But, so we only saw two minutes and 17 seconds of the young core plus, plus LeBron, which you might remember from the preview pod. Like, that's my predicted crunch time lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, again, these numbers are super out of whack because it's a small sample size. Um, but they were plus 110 points. Sick. 
during that period of time. And, and what I saw in the game was that that was the group that closed the gap in the third quarter for us. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were able to switch a ton on defense. Yes. They played really well. LeBron was able to help Kuz down low Uh on defense. Totally. And they were moving. It was fluid. So, so I was frustrated that we only got to see those two minutes out of that lineup. Yeah. But I was really excited by the promise that they showed. They, they single-handedly were the reason that we had a chance in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. to come back. Because mm-hmm. it was trending in the wrong direction. And then they came oh, in it and, really and, was. And, and right at the ship. So frustrating, but also promising to see that. I really hope we see more of that lineup. Me too. Me too. Especially against the Rockets. I yeah. Feel like. Yeah. I mean, if you just want to jump into it, like what, what, do you, what would you like to see different out of tonight's game with the Rockets? And we saw on Thursday against Portland. Um, I think we've hit a lot of those points playing with pace, but under more control, seeing Ingram get to the line, obviously hitting more threes. I'd like to see, uh, I'd like to see kind of Lonzo take more of a, a jump in this game from last kind of brush off the dust. Cause I think he's, I think he's perfectly conditioned. I think he can do it. Yeah. Um, and playing, you know, against CP three, I think we're going to really need to have that frontline defense, and I don't think Rondo's the guy to do that for us. So I'm, I'm, I want to see Lonzo sub in earlier. That's definitely something that I'd like to. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. played 20 minutes. Even if he, I guess I would just like to see those 20 minutes coming more with the ones than with the twos. Yeah, totally. Because <laughs> I think he has more of an impact on that on their ability. Yes. I think again, we we talked about this last week too. If we're going to be playing with pace, like he's the guy I want on the court when we're trying to run. Mm-hmm. Like I thought Ronzo, Ronzo, I keep saying that. I, ca- yeah. I, I think that Rondo actually had a really good game and I was pretty impressed yeah. by yeah. some of his offensive spark that I, I'm not used to seeing of late. Like he was mm-hmm. still cutting and getting the basket. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he, he had a lot of easy hoops. Yeah, but if we're going to run, like I want Lonzo leading that. Absolutely. And I want, I want Rondo leading the second unit. I think he's the perfect guy to pair against Lance. Yes. And like to get you can get so many of those easy hoops against a bad second unit. So like I want him to do exactly what he did tonight, just in a more limited like the 20 minutes per game role um, against the twos, like you're saying. Yeah, 100 percent. And I think I, I think if if we see the same type of offensive output from KCP mm-hmm. tonight, mm-hmm. I, I like I want coach to sit him. Yeah, yeah. I, I want him to say like, hey, if, if you're not going to be a scorer. You, you can't be out here 30 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. You can't play that many minutes and not get these shots off. 100%. Uh, something to possibly consider, uh, he ran a lot of our um, like set plays last year. Like it was A lot of the set plays were to feed KCP. Yep. And we don't have a lot of set plays right now. It really is kind of a loose offense. So maybe that's part of what he's dealing with. Maybe he's a better you know, play like within a framework of a play kind of guy rather than like blacktop that's fair that that is totally fair like a lot of our motions were for him but here's a here's a set that that we ran a lot that he was never in position for mm-hmm. and that was getting to the corner when we were driving to the basket in transition definitely there's no excuse for that right like the the, the fact that he wasn't open when we were in transition for three like it that just doesn't didn't make sense to me you're completely right i know that he was defending cj mccallum the whole night but mm-hmm. it's, Still, man, like this, this is why you're paid what you're paid. So you either need to deliver on that or 
we're going to ship you as soon as the, you know, January 1st or whatever it is, January 15th or mm-hmm. February for whatever it is sometime in the winter. You're gone. If you can't start delivering, I'm, just- he's the, he's the person I'm most frustrated with out of this whole, this whole thing. Yes. Out of everybody that played, I'd have to agree. Cause I think that everybody else, like Kuzma is struggling at the center. That's not Kuzma's fault. That's not his yeah. natural position. Yeah. Right. The team not having great chemistry yet. Totally understandable. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, like I can't blame some of those turnovers on LeBron where he thought Kuzma was going to pop and yeah, goals. you know, just little things like that. He'll they'll they'll figure that stuff out. Yeah, but KCP not just like not being where we needed him to be was really frustrating. Yeah, totally. The only other guy that is a similar level of frustration for me is Zubats, but he didn't play so. <laughs> But there's a reason. There's a reason. Well, the sad we thing is you might have been more disappointed in him if he did play. Oh, uh, you're right. You're right. Talk about pace killer. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess, you know, here, here's, here's my, my last real question for you. We're playing the Rockets tonight, a prolific three-point shooting team. Mm-hmm. We, we're coming off a game where we <laughs> had an awful showing from three. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are Luke Theodore Walton, mm-hmm. not Luke Francis Walton tonight, how much do you read into the three point shooting struggles? And do you kind of roll the dice with the guys and hope that they kind of get back to their normal shooting percentages? Mm-hmm. Or do you actively and early in the game, if you start to see struggles, inject more heart, maybe give Svi some time, maybe even throw Beasley in to see if he can get some shooting going? I, I I don't think those two things have to be mutually exclusive. Sure. I would I, like I would tell the guys that are that were getting rotation minutes last game, trust your shot. That's yeah. gonna fall. That was an off night. It was a weird night. And like like and also don't rush it. You know, take your time. If if you if you see an open look, take it. Uh, but if you feel like you're gonna rush it, like go ahead and rotate again. That's totally fine. We don't have to be a seven second or less offense. We just want to be a quick offense. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily have to be the same thing. And then also if, you know, if guys are cold, throw in somebody that's usually hot, like, like, or at least, you know, has the capability to go on a tear, um, rolling with the same guys the entire way through. It just kind of feels like you're sticking to the same game plan that you drew up before the game rather than reacting to what the game is giving you. Um, and so that's my biggest criticism for Luke Theodore. Uh, for the last game but like at the same time it was one game so i can't i can't hate on like people are calling for him to be fired already yeah that's insane like come on people that's insane one game like i mean for the search engine optimization of our podcast sake i hope that never happens but seriously Uh, that's dumb you know he would just be an analyst on spectrum Sportsnet right next to Derek (laughs) fisher Derek fisher like byron scott and luke walton all like calling games the halftime show I uh, that'd be fun. I don't actually know if that'd be fun. I don't think he'd be a good television personality. You wouldn't be able to hear him. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> All right. My here. Here's my last thing. Yeah, man. What about Le- uh, LeBron's arm sleeve? You don't like it? No, I, th- I, I thought it was like it. no, I thought it was sweet. He had a cheetah print arm sleeve. Yeah. I just think it's like a little crazy that like you know. He can wear a cheetah print arm sleeve, and J.R. Smith can't wear a Supreme arm sleeve. I'm, I think it's fine for people to wear Supreme clothes. I, I do too. I did, I'm just, but I'm, I'm just saying it was a little like, I don't think there's, I think if any other player in the league 
uh-huh. had been like, hey, my signature shoe has cheetah print on it. Can I wear a cheetah print sleeve in yeah. game? Yeah. No, no, uh, no, you're probably, you're probably right. No, right. Like what if uh-huh. if Russell Westbrook had been like, hey, I'm the fastest dude here. My shoes are like cheetah print because I'm super yeah. fast. Can I, I yeah. even think I even think him and I'm saying him because he's like superstar level. Mm-hmm. I think they would have been like, oh, Russ, no, we can't do that, man. I'm sorry. You can wear it during warmups. You can wear it during shoot around. Uh-huh. But then you got uh-huh. then you got to take it off and swap it oh, out for for the for the you know officially licensed one. You're probably right. You're probably right. So I don't know. I hope maybe he's got a whole lineup of them. That'd be sweet. That would be sweet. <laughs> What's LeBron wearing tonight? Yeah. What print of arm sleeve is he wearing tonight? <laughs> People will lose their minds when he wears the rainbow one on Pride Night. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. There will be some nasty ass comments. Yeah, that was that was dark. That was dark. That's why they did it in a preseason game. Yeah, they kind of hit it, which I kind of felt bad about. But yeah, I, I wish they'd just do it. it. They should just do yeah. it in the regular season. A whole month. <laughs> Screw the haters. At least they would be more serious about it than the NFL is about the the pink stuff. I know that's so such a phoned in. I've also read about that about the breast cancer awareness and how much money actually gets back to research. It's, it's abysmal. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's very, it's like less than 30%. So gross. Yeah. Um, so on a brighter topic, rockets tonight, uh, in, in about four hours from, from when we're taping this, any predictions, what do you think is going to happen? We know you hate the rockets and do. Mike D'Antoni. I think, I think over 240 points will be scored. Total. Okay. Um, I think that there will be uh, some, some moments of bench hilarity okay. from, from the Lakers that might actually go in our favor. Like, it might be some, like, really silly, like, Lance Stevenson thinks he's, he's James Harden and is, like, out there for, like, in the third quarter, like, just <laughs> lighting people up, and then actually makes all of the shots, and the crowd is just ooing and aahing the entire time. Um, specific is my, is my MO yeah. for this season. Because well, if I get any of them right, then I'll... You know, what I, what I want to say, man, is uh, if you ever looking for a new career, uh, consider being a bookie, because the, uh, the line on this game is 237. So you said right. 240, so you're not that far off. Uh, yeah. Vegas has it, Houston, by three and a half. Hey, which all right. I actually think is like giving a whole lot of credit to this Laker team. Yeah, that is. I, I was expecting more to see like an eight-point eight line, something mm-hmm. like that. Me too. Um, Me too. You know, I would take both of those bets. Uh, yeah. I would take yeah. both of those bets. Yeah. Um, well, just so last thing, win or lose. Yeah. I'll win. Ah, okay. bounce back game. It's a home <laughs> crowd. Guys are gonna overperform. Home crowd, bounce back game. Uh, we'll probably it'll probably be one of those weird games where we're sh- we'll sh- we will shoot a little bit too well, and then it'll average out in between the two games and be like, oh, they're an average shooting team. Man, I hope that happens. That's if not this game, then the next. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, I'm sure we'll catch up again sometime next week. Yeah, man. I'm excited to test that Rockets defense. Poke the holes in it that are definitely there now. They are definitely there. Now that Ariza's gone, for sure. It's a bigger deal than people realize. I mean, they might be able to figure it out like later in the season. Yeah. But for yeah. now, they lost like a really crucial piece of their defense. Totally. I mean, it's it's similar to uh, 
what's happening in uh, OKC. Yeah, with Roberson. Roberson. They lost him for the whole year. He his advanced numbers are absolutely insane for what he does defensively. Like people yeah. made fun of that. People were like, "Oh, you lost one guy and you're blaming all of your defense." No, it's like no. That if there's anybody, like there are a handful of guys in the league that you could really say that about, like Gobert, Roberson. Yeah, and and Patrick Patterson used to be a very good defender, and I think they were hoping that he could plug that gap, but he's he just isn't quite the the athlete that he used to be, and I think that's putting a lot on him to try to make up that slack. That might be the storyline for OKC moving forward about almost everyone on the roster. Not quite the athlete they used to be. Not quite the athlete they used to be. <laughs> Except for uh, Schroeder. He looked at, he yeah, actually looked, yeah. pretty good. He, he looked good. pretty good. I was kind of impressed. Yeah. Right. Although he's never really been an athlete, so it's not like he can regress. <laughs> Oh, it's too good. All right. Um, go Lakers. Let's beat the Rockets tonight. And go Dodgers. Yeah, thanks for catching up uh, with, a, with a quick one here, Luke. Yeah, man. Um, talk to you maybe after this game, maybe after the next. Sounds good. See you, buddy. Peace.